do in the playoffs is is really the most important yeah. in terms of of what I'm looking forward to and what I want to see. So, um, while while there might be some disappointment, you look at a 40 win season in a 56 game schedule. Uh, it, it's nothing but high marks and and praise for what the Golden Knights were able to do this regular season. I just think it, it, it it's great for the coaches. It's it's great for the organization, the people that uh, that are the support staff to to be able to look up and see uh, something that uh, acknowledges their. Uh, contributions uh to the to the team and and then in in five years in 10 years like you can always reflect on that and there instead of going through the record book and guide which used to be my bible i, I am the one person that really misses the big book the record book and and guide i had that thing out and going non-stop uh when when it was available and uh, that's 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 a big adjustment so i i i would have um it meant more to me than probably others, and uh, and I'm 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 just I I feel bad for the guys. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, but again, um, for me, and and I think you're right. Like it 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 don't it didn't mean as much I think to me as it does to you. But yeah. it, it's certainly something that uh, you know I'm I'm looking ahead now and I'm looking forward to what the Golden Knights have in store over hopefully the next couple of months. Let's bring in the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights who joins us on the VGK Insider Show on this Friday, the last Friday before the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, which that phrase means absolutely nothing, but it, it always sounds more important. We say, it's the last Friday. Uh, here's uh, Pete DeBoer uh, joining Darren Millard and, and Ryan Wallace. Uh, how, how long did you watch that game last night, or did you watch the game last night? You know what? I, I didn't watch the game last night. I, I purposely uh, did something else uh, to try and get distracted, I, I peek in at my my uh, score uh, or at the score a little bit here and there on the phone. But uh, obviously, uh, you know, once it got to the second period, it was pretty much over, and uh, we knew who we were going to be playing. So now you know uh, what the uh, schedule is. You know who you're going to play. When does Pete DeBoer go from playoff uh, Pete and get to playoff Pete from regulation Pete. Is there a switch? Is there a time? Is there a moment? Or does that even happen now that you're, you've been around the league so long? Well, you know, what a, uh, first off, I mean, what a, what a, uh, a gift you get for winning 40 games of, of the 56 we played <laughs> yeah. this year. You get to play Minnesota in the first <laughs> round. Um, and then I saw a stat today. Uh, I think after the first, nine or ten games of the season, uh, we have identical records, essentially. So, uh, you know, other than, than the first ten games of the season where we got off to a great start and they got off to a poor start uh, over the last uh, 45 or so, we've got identical records. So it's uh, it's a, uh, a very good team. And, uh, you know, for me, as a coach, I think experience has taught me that um, – uh, Players want consistency, um, you know, throughout. They're, they're not looking for a different voice or or a lot of different stuff come playoff time. They're looking for consistency and a and a, and a consistent message. And so, you know, I, I don't I don't think if you'd ask the players uh, uh, what's the difference between Pete DeBoer regular season and playoffs, I, I wouldn't think there's a, a whole lot of difference. Old, old meetings are a little bit longer, at least to start the series, uh, but. Other than that, we, we try and give them that consistency. Is there a more seamless transition into this first-round series than years past because you've played Minnesota eight times? Uh, you know, it, it, 
it's a good question. There should be. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we, we obviously uh, know uh, the team better than you would if uh, you didn't have that type of, uh, of uh, in that number of games against them. But, um, you know, I, I think playing a team that much, you know, it almost creates more work because you, you dive deeper into details that, uh, you know, maybe uh, – if you're not playing a team eight times, you never get to. Uh, I don't know if I, it makes sense or not. Yeah, but, I feel uh, like I. What am I missing? What am I missing? Uh, I got to yeah. be missing something. Yeah, yeah, and 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 sometimes it's a dangerous, slippery slope because, uh, um, you know, I think I think when we're playing our best. We're we're playing fast and not overthinking things. And uh, you know, for me, that's we don't, we don't want to give these guys anything that's going to slow down that thought process or our play. Pete DeBoer, great uh, enough to join us on this Friday before the start of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Sunday at noon against the Minnesota Wild, uh, joining us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, Pete, I'm curious about kind of that that mindset shift that needs to happen as you head toward the playoffs and and really how you're stretched down uh, down the finale of the regular season and pushing for first place in the division, first place in the NHL, how much that kind of helps you seamlessly go into playoff mode. Well, I, I think I said probably about three weeks ago. I, I like I like the idea of us playing tough, meaningful games right right to the end of the regular season. Uh, I think uh, I've been in a spot uh, previous where where you've maybe solidified your spot and you start resting guys and and your game uh, uh, urgency isn't the same and and then some detail starts to slip and that's tough to get back. I, I think. Uh, the way our schedule rolled out and, and our battle with Colorado right to the last game of the season, um, you know, has made it that, you know, I feel we've been playing playoff type hockey for at least a few weeks now, maybe longer. And um, I like where our game is at. I think, I think the biggest difference is going to be, you know, dressing uh, and having a full complement of, of, of four lines and, and six defensemen, because, you know, we haven't had that four line game a lot, uh, because we've been dressing 19, so that's probably the only adjustment that's going to be a little bit different. A couple of uh, players in particular, and we'll start with Alex Petrangelo. Uh, you've coached against him in the Stanley Cup playoffs. You've watched him. Uh, you may have been with him with Team Canada. Uh, is that right? I have had okay. him on a Team so, Canada, yeah. So what did you... What did you see in the growth of his game and with the different, he's had two restarts during this year and now to where his game is at right now, it's hard to think that he can get much more uh, aggressive and more dominant than he is. Well, you know, the, he has an ability to, to raise it like all great players do to raise his game at, at important times. And, um, you know, I, I think his game has been in a good place for a long time here. I think he had a little bit of an adjustment early you know, I, I would argue the first 10, 15 games, but I think it's consistently uh, uh, been in a really good place since then uh, with these blips uh, of just excellence uh, at important moments. I mean, the, the game he played against Colorado the other night with five defensemen, you know, that's as good a hockey game as a defenseman can play in the league that I've stood behind the bench uh, at the most important time. So, um you know, it's it's nice to uh, have that on your team. And Mark Stone, uh, just a, an evaluation of of his game going from when you 
called him into your office and you told him he was going to be the captain to what you saw in the production. Did he, I'm not saying surprised you at all, but uh, the, the point totals, he's top 10. And a couple of years ago, he was 70th. Yeah, he, he's uh, he's had a, an elite season. And, um, you know, I, I think... Uh, I look at the point totals and, and, you know, and this has been without Pacioretty for the last six or seven games, which is a, a big loss for, for that line, you know? Um, so, you know, he, he's done it in all circumstances and situations for us right from day one. And, uh, again, like Peter Angelo at the most crucial times, uh, he's always been there. Pete DeBoer is with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know, uh, Pete, a couple of players that uh, I'm I'm most interested in, and just in terms of of this season, is is Alec Martinez, and really how he has been able to be so solid and so steady, not just defensively, not just blocking shots, but also chipping in offensively. Thirty two points this year. Uh, how is Alec Martinez kind of? I don't want to say surprised you this year, but but how has he maybe opened eyes for everyone else that that didn't really know what they were getting when this player was traded to Vegas? Yeah, you know, it, it's funny when we made the trade for him. I, I remember playing against Alec Martinez in the Stanley Cup Final uh, when I was still coaching New Jersey. Uh, it would have been two thousand and maybe twelve, um, and and at that time. He was just breaking in. He was a young defenseman, and uh, he, he did have you know quite a bit of offensive flash, and his numbers were starting to trend in that thirty-point range. Uh, I think the the second cup they won uh, after uh, the first one, where they beat us in the final in New Jersey, uh, that was the cup where he scored uh, in overtime. I think in game uh, or to win the cup uh, against the Rangers. So. You know, he had that offensive flair uh, seven or eight years ago, and uh, when we traded for him, his numbers were way down and had been trending that way for a little while. I think I think part of it uh, was L.A. was going through a rebuild and, and weren't as strong, and he was taking on a more defensive role. And so, you know, when we, when we got him, I didn't necessarily feel he, he would be back to 30 or 40 points, but I did feel that, that there was more offense there than the numbers indicated, and Kelly and George felt the same thing, and uh, you know he jumped in and and was renewed and refreshed, and and uh, really has blown us away uh, with his production and and what he's done with uh, with that new lease on life uh, that he got with us. Before we let you go, uh, you must be looking forward to, and it's not going to be totally jam packed, but uh, this is going to be your first playoff game behind the bench at T-Mobile as the home side, and that's got to get your your juices going. Yeah, way way more than the Edmonton uh, bubble <laughs> experience for sure. Um, you know what? It's uh, there, there, there's nothing like uh, a home game at T-Mobile, and um, I think uh, they're starting to open up the the attendance and uh, and the state at the right time, and people are excited, and uh, hopefully we can give them lots to cheer about. Uh, looking forward to watching you and uh, all the best. Uh, appreciate your time in such a, uh, a critical period of, uh, of the preparation uh, period. Uh, thanks for this, doing this, uh, Pete. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks. 
There's Pete DeBoer, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, getting ready for game one against Minnesota. And we know it's Minnesota. It's a two versus three matchup. The one four is Colorado against St. Louis. I think more goals are scored in the Colorado St. Louis series than will be scored in the Vegas Minnesota set. Uh, and, and that's based on like Colorado and St. Louis played a couple of eight game, eight goal games where the winning team yeah. was, was, was throwing uh, Frosty the Snowman up there uh, on the winning side. Uh, this one, um, even though there's game breakers on both sides, uh, I think you'll see those contributions at critical points, but not in the grandiose totals. Yeah, I, I think that when you're looking at this series and you're looking at the way that Minnesota takes care of the middle of the ice in their own zone and you look at how the Golden Knights have really approached defense in terms of, of their five-man unit and really defending well and then you factor in both Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard and and their Jennings Trophy campaign this year, I, I think goals in this series are going to be at a premium. I, as exciting as the games have been between Minnesota and Vegas, I still think the excitement's going to be there, but the the goal totals are not going to be as gaudy as what I think we're going to see from Colorado and St. Louis. So do you think do you think it's a nervous fan base to start or a confident fan base to start? And maybe that's something that where we open up the phone lines uh, and and let the the fans and the the listeners have their say, but I, I'm I'm kind of right in the middle there. Yeah, I, I, if I were to put up a poll right now, I think that we're probably going to lean yeah, by a slim margin, maybe 55-45, uh, nervous to confident. And, and I think that a lot of that has to do with looking at regular season results against the Minnesota Wild and, and thinking that those results are going to carry over into the playoffs. And you know, you, you know where I stand on that. I, I don't know that that that's going to have one bearing on another. I, I just think that the Golden Knights at this point need to look at themselves and say, over the next seven games, we've got to find a way to to to, to beat the Minnesota Wild four out of seven. And I think that there's enough talent, and this is a good enough team that they can do that. So um, I would lean more toward confident, but I think that uh, fan base is probably going to be a slightly more nervous than they are confident. Where do you think the Minnesota fan weighs in on that? I think 70 confident, 30 nervous, honestly. Like, I, I think that because they've got the regular season results, they feel that they're they're confident. And to be honest, like, they're playing with house money, right? Like, this is a team that while they expected to be better than they were last year, I don't think that anyone in Minnesota really thought that this team was going to be as good as they've been throughout this season. So, they're ahead of schedule, and I think when you're ahead of schedule, it kind of allows you to go out there in the playoffs and, and play a little bit free. And, and there's there's a, a real a real beauty to that if you're the Minnesota Wild, and specifically Kirill Kaprizov, who just seems unfazed by everything and goes out and plays whales of game every single time. So there's an interesting uh, example of a dominant dynamic player. Uh, a player that can give it back if you if you take liberties with him. He's not shy about that. Uh, we saw it against uh, Golden Knights early in the season when Chandler Stevenson hit him. He went back at Chandler Stevenson. Logan Couture hit him in a in a San Jose Shark game. He went right back at the uh, the veteran forward. And then more recently with Zach Whitecloud in that kerfuffle. But he's never been through a Stanley Cup playoff series, and that's where you zone in on people. And there's no. No opportunity that's passed up 
to take a shot, to take a poke, to uh, hit the player, to leave uh, leave an impact uh, physically, mentally, uh, or or both. It'll be fascinating to watch how Kaprizov and the the Minnesota Wild handle that because that's your focus right away, and and it uh, arguably your 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 primary focus uh, is Kaprizov. You can't come back and fight if somebody hits Kaprizov because you can't get involved in that game. It's a, it's a different animal. You can't waste that. Uh, that will be fascinating for me. Yeah, I I think that you know it just kind of in terms of watching. Kaprizov as as much as we have this season and that's one of the beauties of of this this uh within division in intradivision play is that we got to see Kaprizov eight times throughout this season is I I I find it interesting he's he's very much to me like Max Pacioretty where the more physical the game gets the more on an edge you can play the better the player becomes right like the the more that player really gets engaged and going in the game and so for for Kaprizov like the 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 balance is going to be whether or not he can do it when it's not just one or two hits a game, when it's not just one or two guys going and trying to make those types of plays, when it's it's really a gauntlet every single night, and whether or not that makes him better or whether or not he kind of um, you know wilts in, in terms of that type of, of pressure night in and night out, I think that's going to be fascinating. And really for me, when it comes to to this series, it, it's going to be interesting to see who wins that battle in, in front of the blue paint. Like that's where the Minnesota Wild have gone to to score their goals, and how are the Golden Knights going to to treat the middle of the ice in in shutting it down and not giving Minnesota that space? Bernie Fratto is going to join us from straight out of Vegas, uh, and uh, he will give us the inside scoop on uh, on the line and or some of the uh, the prop bets uh, and what's happening with the the money on the Vegas Golden Knights and the, and the Minnesota Wild. And we'll also uh, dance around the National Hockey League a little bit. Uh, Bernie's going to join us in our number two. Uh, but uh, let's take a break and come back and, and zero in a little bit more on the actual matchup, the Minnesota Wild and the Vegas Golden Knights opening up the Stanley Cup playoffs Sunday afternoon, 12 noon, on uh, Fox Sports Radio, the Vegas Golden Knights. Network. Uh, did you just kill my mic? No, your mic's on. Oh. Not on purpose. Oh, you, you didn't kill it on purpose, <laughs> yeah. but you did kill no, it. He did. He, he did. He yeah, did I was, I was, happen. I was, because I knew we were going to break, so I was going to turn Ryan's mic off, and usually Ryan <laughs> is over on the left side of the board, and Darren is on the right <laughs> side, and, well. <laughs> so, well, so, let, so when, here's when Darren my... asked you if you turned his mic off, why'd you say no? Well, not on purpose. <laughs> No, you said no. Well, I said, and then you said not on no, purpose. No, not on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I should just turn it off right now and go to break. Uh, we'll uh, break down the series uh, in a lot more detail. Vegas, Minnesota, coming up on Sunday. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, ninety-eight point nine FM and thirteen forty AM. Vegas Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild uh, tangle in Game 1 of the West Division First Round Series on Sunday. Games 1 and 2 at T-Mobile Arena. Then it switches to XL Energy Center for Games 3 and 4. And they will alternate after that with uh, two of the final three games at the Fortress. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. uh, Chris Chapman uh, controlling things in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. The Golden Knights won three times head-to-head against the Minnesota Wild this season. Three, four, and one. 
the Wild were 5-1-2. and two. It's, it's one of those season series that looks very different depending on whose eyes you're looking through. And the Golden Knights have uh, against the Wild, and you look at from that fan base, and you go 5-1-2, and two, that's domination. It wasn't that. Vegas won three games uh, against the, the the Minnesota Wild and were one point uh, below 500. So to to say that uh, that there was a large edge or Vegas had so much trouble against the Minnesota Wild, I think is misleading. Uh, but you've put a poll up on Twitter, Ryan, and you're getting some reaction. Mm-hmm. Nervous or confident? And and it's okay to be nervous. It doesn't mean you don't believe in your team. But uh, I'm I'm just. Uh, wondering where the the level of uh, emotion is with the fan base of the Golden Knights right now. All right, so early returns were more more leaning toward nervous, but right now we're kind of in a, a, a nice little dip, right? Or a nice little ascension, I guess. 52% confident, 48% nervous. That's where we're at right now, and we'll keep an eye on this throughout the, the rest of the show because my contention was I think it's going to, shake out to be about 55% nervous, 45% confident going into the playoff series. I'm going to go through a couple of uh, key areas of a series, uh, and I want you to give me an idea of where you rank uh, advantage Vegas, advantage Minnesota, or a tie. And uh, we'll start with the forwards. Who has the advantage up front between the Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild? Yeah, I mean, in terms of of forwards, like if everyone's healthy, and and that's always kind of the caveat, right? But uh, for me, the Golden Knights, in terms of their high end skill, I'm 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 thinking the Golden Knights have that advantage, right? If you have an opportunity to have Alex Tuck on your third line, especially the way that Tuck has been playing this season, I think that that gives you an advantage. Now, where I think Minnesota might have a slight edge is is bottom half of of the forward group where you've got guys that can they can chip in offensively we know how good Nick Bonino has been in playoff series before um, so there's there's balance mm-hmm. to to Minnesota I guess that's the word that I would likely use for the Minnesota Wild but in terms of high-end skill in terms of game breakers I'm going to give that edge to the Golden Knights in this one uh, just because I, I love the Golden Knights high-end skill just a little bit more than I do the Minnesota Wild. Just an observation on Alex Tuck. He's been moved around more this year than I remember uh, in the last couple mm-hmm. of seasons uh, because of injury. And he's spent some time on the number two line. He spent some time on the top line. Uh, I don't think he was as noticeable when he played on those two lines as he has been with a varying amount of line mates on the third line. And it might be because of that big matchup uh, uh, situation that Pete DeBoer talked so much about going into the bubble last year and, and the X factor. And we might be approaching X factor time uh, with Alex Tuck because he was really good uh, in, in the last few games. Blue line. Uh, you've got some great players on the Minnesota Wild, and then you have this great, uh, incredibly uh, prolific group of three uh, with the with the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, Alec Martinez, not sure how he, available he's going to be at this at the start of the series or into the playoffs. So, uh, give me an idea, blue line to blue line. 
Yeah, I mean, blue line to blue line, I think that you look at the Golden Knights and, and you you have to love Shea Theodore and Alex Petrangelo and just how, how dominant those two players can be, especially with Petrangelo playing some of his best hockey down the stretch. We know he can be a game-breaker. But, you know, you look at the Minnesota Wild and, and, and Matt Dumba is certainly one of those guys that can that can break a game wide open. Jared Spurgeon is, is incredibly steady and chips in offensively against the Golden Knights. So, you know, I, I look at the way that both blue lines are constructed I think they're both really solid blue lines um, I don't know that I'm going to give an edge to either one uh, if, if Alec Martinez is healthy and available then I, I like what he brings to the table and I think that that gives the the edge to Vegas but right now I think that that from a blue line perspective these are two equally matched teams on the back end one edge to Vegas and one tie now in goal Okay, it's I mean it's Vegas, right? Like you've got the the Jennings Trophy winners and Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, and and here's something that I think is kind of interesting, and and I don't know how much it's going to factor in during these playoffs, but but here's my thought process, right? Like you're going to have overtime games. There are going to be games that might go longer, and when I say longer, I mean longer than just a single overtime. And if you're head coach Pete DeBoer, regardless of what you're planning to do with your goaltenders, whether it's a rotation or whether you're going to stick with a predominant starter, if you get a long overtime game, imagine the luxury, imagine how nice it's going to be to say, you know what, I can go to the other guy. I can go to either Robin Leonard or Marc-Andre Fleury and give that guy the rest. How many other teams are going to be in that position? Not very many. So I I think the, the Golden Knights have a clear edge over pretty much every team they're going to play against in goal and that's not going to change anytime soon intangibles which takes into account special teams depth experience where are you yeah i mean it's it's hard again to to kind of go away from uh from the vegas golden knights it, uh the the special teams need to be better uh not so much the penalty kill for vegas because it's excellent it was first and the best in the league but their their power play needs to be better in the playoffs and and again i i i've always kind of said like i'm not too concerned about the overall um, conversion rate on the power play. I want to know that in, in a big moment within a game, if you get an opportunity on the power play, you've got to convert in those moments. And, and I think for the Golden Knights, again, it, it comes down to health, whether or not they're going to get healthier going into the playoffs. But for me, this is an area that they can exploit. They should be better on the power play than they've been. And I think a, a nice reset going into the playoffs can certainly help with that. Some practice time can certainly help with that. So for me, I, I look at the intangibles. I look at the fact that you're, you're you're close to getting Ryan Reeves back and all the physicality that he's going to bring, especially the way the last couple of games against Minnesota went. I'll, I'll give the, the Golden Knights the edge in the intangible department. Final one, coaching. Yeah, I I mean, how am I going to go against a coach that's got a 732 win percentage? You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I can't, right? Like, I think Dean Evison's done a fantastic job with the Minnesota Wild. They play a, a fun brand of hockey while also making sure they keep their own defensive end tidy and neat. And I, I think that that's a, a really hard thing to do. And by the way, Dean Evison's not afraid of making um, big, bold decisions. We've seen that with Zach Parise and, and him kind of finding himself out of the lineup. So I, I think both coaches are fantastic, but I'm, I'm going to lean toward uh, Pete DeBoer as, as he's a guy that just has done a fantastic job with the Golden Knights all year long. 
Dean Evison took over the Minnesota Wild midway through last season. Uh, they made the playoffs in the bubble, lost to the Vancouver Canucks in that best-of-five series, didn't have near the uh, quality of goaltending that they have now in Cam Talbot, uh, and uh, they also didn't have Kirill Kaprizov, so two different things to lean on. He really took control of the team when he scratched uh, Zach Parise in that uh, game here in Las Vegas, and their fortunes uh, turned around. It became... Dean Evison's team, as opposed to Ryan Suter, Zach Parise, and Dean Evison, uh, a, sh- a shared uh, alignment, at least uh, the perception-wise. That seemed to be a big step. Uh, but what when you go up against a coach that's been to a couple of finals, that has years' uh, experience, uh, I'm... I'm I'm giving the edge uh, to the Golden Knights uh, staff that's uh, that's been through it just uh, just a few more times now. Everson's been on an NHL bench through multiple Stanley Cup playoffs. So was with Bruce Boudreaux uh, in in uh, Washington and has been through that and the American Hockey League. But uh, this uh, this is a bigger stage and uh, and yeah, I'll lean towards uh, Pete DeBoer as well. So in the uh, in the eyes of uh, our Vegas Golden Knights uh, insider straw poll, which is uh, the only vote coming from Ryan Wallace. We have a vote for the Golden Knight forwards, a wash on the blue line, advantage Golden Knights in goal, advantage Golden Knights in the intangibles, advantage Golden Knights with the coaching. So why why do you think the poll that you put up is so balanced? Because I don't disagree with you on, on, on any, of your, any of your choices. Right. Right. I, I think that, again, it's it's the regular season informing the the implied outcome of the playoffs, right? Like, it, it's the fact that, for whatever reason, this year, the, the Minnesota Wild have found ways to beat the Golden Knights in games where the Golden Knights looked like they were going to win. And I, I think that certainly the last game the, of the season between these two clubs in which the Golden Knights have a one nothing lead, they surrender two goals, and then you get a big, big goal from Riley Smith, and then you win it in overtime. Like, I think that game probably helps just because you were able to do it in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, I, I think that, you know, you, you look at a team that throughout the regular season just seemed to have Vegas's number, and especially since there aren't many teams that have done that. You know what I mean? Like, that that probably has something to do with it too. But I, I just think that, you know, you are you probably got a lot of nervous energy, and, and this was the matchup that I think a lot of Golden Knights fans didn't want in the first round. And I, I understand the nervous energy for sure. Wallace, you hit on something at the end that, that sums the whole thing up. How many teams yeah. do the Golden Knights have a below 500 record against this year? There's one. One. That's the Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. There was only one team yeah. that uh, that they gave up more points than they won. If you couple that with the with the franchise head to head record. There's that's that's the domination. That's the one one outlier, and so that's where the nervous energy comes. You look at it on paper, and you go, yeah, Vegas should be a favorite. Forty wins. Uh, they have uh, they have one of the top players at his position in in Mark Stone, one of the top players or two players at his position their position in in Shea Theodore. They have the best tandem, the Jennings Trophy. I, I, it 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 belies me to find somebody that can convince me that uh, that it's not uh, favored uh, for the Golden Knights. But the nervous energy is this is the one team, one team 
And when you, if you have trouble with three or four teams, you can spread it out a, a little bit. But this is the one team, and it uh, makes a, a mountain out of a molehill, if, uh, if I can use that expression. When we continue, preseason prediction time. Yeah, preseason prediction time. We're going to loop all the way back to, not October, but just a couple of months ago, uh, when we started uh, the National Hockey League 50 games, 56-game schedule and who we thought were going to win the four divisions. Uh, you might be surprised to came out on top. This one uh, was a little bit of a shocker. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Get to hang out with my good buddy Bernie Fratto in a couple of minutes. I'm going to chat about uh, what uh, is happening with all the money in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So where the handle is going and maybe some prop bets. Uh, look at the Golden Knights side of things in particular, but also share some knowledge. We'll drop some knowledge on you uh, with the other seven series in the first round. That's coming up at the top of the clock in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. Here we are on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Darren Millard along with Ryan Wallace. So Chris Chapman is in the studio making sure that we stay on the air, which is uh, which is an accomplishment Barely. some days. Uh, some days for you, which is <laughs> which is solid. You're, you're doing... You've only cut, cut off my mic once today. Yes, yes. Which... Uh, uh, which, you know what? Uh, baby steps. Baby steps, you're right. Uh, we, uh, at the start of the season, picked our division winners, uh, who we thought would finish the 56-game schedule on top of the, each division. And the results are in. Uh, Ryan, would you like to run down uh, the the totals here? I'll give you the opportunity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, I went two for four, and you guys both stank. You went zero for four on your division winners. Okay, so who did you get right? So I got Toronto mm -hmm. and Colorado, which is very unpopular. I understand that, but it's still a win in my book. All right, and then who else? What did you get wrong? I got Tampa wrong, and I yeah, got Philadelphia wrong. So Tampa, I'm, I'm with you on. Uh, that, that, that was a bit of a surprise. And then you mm -hmm. picked Philadelphia. Where'd Philadelphia finish? Uh, which if, in the top four uh, of the East Division? Where did uh, they finish? They didn't. Yeah, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. Oh, they didn't. Yeah, make, they didn't. Oh, so if you don't make no, the no, top no. four, well, you don't I, make but, the playoffs, but right? I did. Yeah, that's that's a fair statement. Yeah, that's okay. accurate. So I came up with it. You please got two, move the goal. Please move the goalposts. You got please two out that. of four. You picked two division winners correctly. I came up with a formula. Which just, was actually hold on, hold on. Which was the actual yeah. point of the game, right? I, the actual point of predicting a division winner is to predict the division winner. Yeah, and and I just wanted to give people an idea of the of the formula that I came up with. You get four points for picking a division winner correctly. And then None you get uh, you get three points if your your selection finishes second, and then it goes down to two and the one, and you get zero points Again, uh, for uh, for uh, picking a team that uh, didn't make the uh, didn't make the playoffs. And out of that formula, I actually won eleven points to ten, uh, and so I think we have to share this title. No, I don't think it works. No, like that. this is like this this is like regulation wins versus regulation and overtime. Oh, wins really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get the regulation win because I got two out of four. Yeah, so you're wrong. Three of my selections finished second, and I had one that, that finished third in the Tampa Bay Lightning. I picked Vegas. I picked Edmonton. I picked Washington. And I picked Tampa Bay. 
None of them finished with the number one seed. I should get some kind of. You don't get a banner for second place. I should get what, what, some what, kind what, of reading. No, 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 Nashville on, Predators. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You want some recognition? That's what this is all about, right? Well, I should get something no, for, no, no, for just, picking just, Vegas yes, and it, and the fact yes that Vegas no. loses on a tiebreaker. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> you are always going to pick Vegas. That's that's obvious. Here's the thing: if you want recognition, if that's what you're after. You're better than Chapman because Chapman didn't hit on any of them, and he picked a team that was out of the playoffs. Yeah, the same team you picked that so was out beat. of the playoffs, by the way. You know what? Yeah, I know, but I hit on two of the four. I, Chapman. I know. Why, but you, you, why you, is this hard for you guys to you understand? You can't knock me hey, for picking a team play, that didn't make the playoffs when you picked that same team. I can when you pick Montreal. Yeah, they, I can they, when they, you they don't get anything stunk. else right. Yeah. But I got fa- two out of four right. That's my point. To be fair to Chapman, like the Cleveland Barons had a good camp, and and then uh, COVID and everything else uh, just took them took them out. And the Kansas City Scouts, like who saw the injuries coming uh, with the Kansas City Scouts? So I'm I'm with uh, I, Chapman. Just ran into to a buzzsaw of, of bad luck. So will can we do double or nothing now? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. Sure. What okay. do you want to do? Playoff. Yeah, how do you want to do? Who it? Su- who wins each of the divisions? You got you got to do this okay. fast. You got to do this fast. Chapman, you go first. All right. Okay. Oh boy. North. Edmonton. East. Boston. Central. Florida. West. Colorado. Wallace. Hold uh, on. North. I'm writing Chapman's down. Uh, I got north him too. Is <laughs> uh, North is going to be mm, uh, the. <laughs> I'm going against myself. I'm going to go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. I already wrote it down. I knew you were going there. <laughs> uh, uh, east. <laughs> east. Um, I'm gonna go with the Boston Bruins. I wrote that down too. <laughs> I, I'm like inside Did your. You? I'm Did inside you? your head right now. Uh, in the central. Central. I'm going Florida. Three for three. <laughs> three. This four is. This is. He, he's not kidding. He showed me the, 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 the what he wrote down. Three for three. And really? in in, yes. in, really. in the West. Colorado. Oh, I got it wrong. I thought for sure you would become uh, uh, see the light. Uh, for us, I'm going to go. I'd go, I'd go Vegas. Hold yeah, on. I what, you were what, go Vegas. Were, what were Chapman's? What, uh, Edmonton, Boston, Florida, Colorado. McDavid, Bergeron, Barkov, McKinnon. So exactly the same as mine. No, no. You have Toronto. I have Edmonton. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm going. I'm going Edmonton, Washington, Tampa Bay, and BGK. Double or nothing, right there. You, you and I, you and I don't agree on any of them. Which, if you listen to the show a lot, uh, would not surprise you. But the fact that that I nailed three of the four, and I'm convinced you just yeah. went Colorado to try and 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 throw me off. Uh, but three, I nailed three of your four. That should concern you. That I know you that well. <laughs> it does. It does yeah, concern it, me. It it, it really it, should. It, you know what? What doesn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form is you continuing to double down on Washington. Um, 
that that came as no surprise to me, even though you tried to push me so hard off of Boston earlier on in the year, and now it's you. I want to take the Boston. Bruins I want to take any, Boston. Any credit. I do. Like nobody right now, Washington has a goaltender that's never played in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Their backup is a 41 year old uh, who's played two games this year, and the other guy has been benched for disciplinary reasons. I, I that does concern me. But I think that they can shake it off, uh, just like they did when Philip Grubauer lost the first two games in in 2018, and and Braden Holtby won. Uh, I think they can they can shake it off on that uh, on that front. But uh, I, I, Chapman, he, he's not he's not out of this thing with Edmonton, Boston, Florida, Colorado. Florida's a bit of a dicey pick for me, you guys. No love for Carolina, zero love. It's the it's the only. Uh, well, no, Pittsburgh didn't get any love either. A little surprised yeah. at that. Yeah, but a couple of yeah. division winners didn't didn't get any props. <laughs> uh, Bernie Fratto is going to stop by. My good friend from uh, straight out of Vegas going to pop on. What's the uh, the money saying regarding the Vegas Golden Knights and the Minnesota Wild? We'll tell you all about that in hour number two of the VGK Insider Show. I win on Fox Sports Las Vegas.